Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? Man, does this smell good. Wolfing down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Lou. Hey, boys. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. All right, it is noon on a Big Red Monday. We're live out here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center, and Aaron Maloney is here with Wolf and Down Your Lunch, Aaron. Hey, guys. So let's start with the news that broke at the top of our show. So it's official. The Arizona Cardinals traded for Panthers wide receiver Robbie Anderson. The week that DeAndre Hopkins comes back. What do you guys think about this? Um, That was exciting for about 10 minutes, Wolf. And and I'm I'm intrigued to see what Robbie Anderson can do. So I I don't want to downplay like the excitement for the actual addition to the team. But we both looked at each other and we're like, wait a minute. What does this mean for Hollywood Brown if they're trading for Robbie Anderson? And when the other shoe dropped, um, yeah. If you're telling me I get to see Robbie Anderson, Hollywood Brown, and DeAndre Hopkins together, that'd be a lot of fun. Sounds like just Robbie Anderson and DeAndre Hopkins. Well, and the other shoe that dropped was that Marquise Hollywood Brown suffered a potentially season-ending foot injury, and he's undergoing further testing today to determine the extent of the injury. Seeing that to me right there, Mel, that is what breaks it for me. That just breaks my heart that Hollywood Brown is going to miss a Apparently, the rest of the season right now because he was having a great season. I think we'd all agree on that. He was worth the number one pick you actually gave up, worth that first round pick, doing very, very well. And then all of a sudden to see him go down and he's done and it's over. And now you're moving off of that. Yes, I'm glad Robbie Anderson is on his way here because he will make that wide receiver room better. This is a tall unit. He's 6'3", he's 190 pounds. He's long and lean and lanky and can run, running a sub 4'4". This guy has done it before. He's had, what, a 1,000-yard season a couple of years ago. He's done it before. Yes, he might be getting a little long in the tooth at 29 years of age, and at the same time this is um this is a good patch by Steve Kime. Yeah, Hollywood Brown was on pace to your point on whether or not that trade was a good one. I get a lot of things have gone wrong and have been done wrong this season. That trade, in my mind, I'll, I'm not going to change. I'm not going to flip flop on this. I think it was the right move. It, it, none of those receivers that you that you loved that were a rookie were available when the Cardinals picked. Hollywood Brown was on pace to shatter career highs in receiving uh, targets. Yards, and he was going to set his career high in touchdowns too. He was on pace for 121 catches this year, Wolf, and that's a guy that was viewed as a deep threat. He was he was like a deep threat slash possession receiver. To me, this is it's not worse than the loss yesterday, but it's just like. Really, that has to happen, too, because if nothing else, at least having Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins together in the offense was going to be fun. But we're not allowed to have fun right now, so no Hollywood Brown. Well, since we're not allowed to have fun, we'll go to this next piece of news from Ian Rappaport. The Cardinals likely lost their starting left guard. Sources say the fear is that Justin Pugh suffered a season-ending knee injury. He'll also have additional tests to confirm. What? Is your thoughts on that injury now? That one is um, 
with all due respect to Justin Pugh, Wolf, I don't watch games. You'd be like, oh, this is fun watching Justin Pugh block. But uh, I think it's more damaging, honestly. Because at least with Hollywood, you are getting DeAndre Hopkins and you are attempting to replace him with Robbie Anderson. It is you notice the difference when Justin Pugh is not on the field for this team. That that's yes. that's a backbreaker. Yeah, no, that one right there is. You got to be kidding me. That was my ratchet. You have to be kidding me. This is really happening right now to the Arizona Cardinals. Already a team that is all nicked up with James Conner. Right, already a team that is nicked up and trying to get healthy. And Rodney Hudson, of course, and now Justin Pugh is done. And you can see the difference when Justin Pugh left that game. The only caveat I will offer is Cody Ford could be close. And Cody Ford might actually take that starting left guard position. And I'm interested to see what Cody Ford can do. The Cardinals offense continued to struggle yesterday, though, as they fell to the Seahawks 19-9 to drop to 2-4 and four on the year. So where do the problems start? Here's Cards head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, with me. You know, I, I got to do a better job of making sure we're um, running things that we can execute at a high level and be efficient and stay on schedule and, and um, you know, score touchdowns. We just struggled throughout the season. So it starts there. And, and then uh, execution, you know, routine plays that we make in practice and, and how we do it in practice has to carry over to the games. And right now it's not for a reason. So where would you put the blame? Is it on the offense? Is it something else you see? Where do you place the blame after another suboptimal offensive performance? Well, I mean, there are players on offense that are making plays, Wolf, but it's just not enough. So it's definitely on the offensive side of the football. It's not on the defensive side. And I'm sorry, but in a situation like this, that's it's got to fall on the coach more than anybody else. Um, Kyler Murray wasn't great yesterday, but usually in a situation like this, there's plenty of blame to go around, and that's fair. It's not like everybody else in the offense is playing great except Kyler Murray, but usually in these situations, it goes to the coach. Yeah, for me, uh, once again, the onus goes onto the offense. The offense, the, all of your resources were spent there, and that's where the talent is, in my opinion, the most talent. It's all on the offensive side of the ball. Yes, they're all banged up and nicked up. I understand that. Yet at the same time, just so disappointed in how this offense has underachieved. So very, very disappointed. And the blame... When you look at the offense, it goes to exactly what Cliff just said. The scheme, the plays that are being run, not only that, but the execution of that scheme in those plays. That's where it belongs. Point the spiny, ruddy finger of blame right there. The Cardinals' defense continued to keep the team in the game yesterday as Zayvon Collins, Cam Thomas, and Myjay Sanders registered the first sacks of their careers. Here's Chris Banjo on shutting down Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. I think it's just our unit defensively, especially the back end, playing together as one unit, uh, which we've been emphasizing. And I think which we've been putting on film uh, collectively. I think uh, Marco, uh, Murph, Ham. They've all done a great job. Isaiah, obviously JC and Buddha. I mean, they've all done a great job communicating and um, holding each other accountable. And I think it shows up. It's been showing up on game day recently. So we got to continue to climb. There's definitely some more plays that we're leaving on the field that we can capitalize on, and uh, those things will come. 
What did you guys see from the Cardinals defense yet again this week? You know, this story is getting buried, Wolf, and I get why because people are frustrated and they yeah. don't want to hear good stuff about this team right now. But if the offense was just playing average, this defense would be a really fun story because it is a bunch of young. I mean, there's there's some vets, but it's a bunch of young, unproven guys. It's it's that sort of defense that you can get behind of like everybody kind of wrote them off and yet they are playing so cohesively that they are making plays consistently game in and game out. Four straight, now five straight games, basically four and a half straight games. There's not much I would change about the way this defense has played. Yes, they've given up some points. Not many. Less than 20 pretty much every game since that opener. The defense has been so surprised. It's just been awesome to see this unit come together in a cohesive kind of way. Geno Smith, man. Geno Smith leading the league in quarterback rating at 113.1 coming into the game. Number one in the league through five games. And the Cardinals' defense forced a quarterback rating on Geno Smith of (laughs) 82.5. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. To shut down D.K. Metcalf, for the most part, and Tyler Lockett, just... I tip my cap to Vance Joseph. DK Metcalf, 2 for 34. Tyler Lockett, 2 for 17. Neither one of them got anywhere near the end zone. How many Byron times, Murphy. How many times have one or both of those guys burned the Cardinals over the year, years? And, uh, and, and they shut them both down yesterday. The defensive side of the football is such a... It's a fun story for this team. It's a good story. It's just not the top story, unfortunately, because of the way things have gone collectively with uh, with the offense. All right, that was Wolfing Down Your Lunch. Thank you, Aaron, as always. We're going primetime this week. We're giving you the chance to win tickets to both the Suns Hub opener this Wednesday and the Thursday Night Football. Just text PRIMETIME to 620-620 and listen for your name all day, plus one lucky winner each day will win their choice of a Devin Booker jersey or a DeAndre Hopkins jersey. That's PRIMETIME. Text that to 620-620. We come back. The Cardinals have the worst offense in the NFL right now. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Here we go! Quick! And Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Let's go! Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! All right, Wolf, as if we didn't have enough to talk about today, the, uh, the show started with breaking news that the Cardinals were trading for Robbie Anderson. That was uh, Ian Rappaport who had that right at the start of the show. Cardinals trading for Robbie Anderson. All right, let's take you through our timeline of emotions. For me, I came in here today kind of down. That game yesterday sucked. Yes. Right across the board. There was nothing good about it. Buttermilk. Defense played well, but uh, doesn't ultimately matter if you're not going to start winning some of these games. So then I come in here and I'm like, all right, you know, we're, we're doing the, the, the show out here. You know, it's going to be very Cardinals heavy with everything that's on the line. All of a sudden, start of the show, breaking news, Cardinals trade for Robbie Anderson. Oh, all right. That's, that's intriguing, right as we're going on the air. Okay. And then you and I both looked at each other like, wait a minute. That means something. And sure enough, it sounds like Hollywood Brown is likely done for the year. And then on top of that... Just because it sounds like Justin Pugh is also likely done for the year. Boy, that is a major blow to the Arizona Cardinals and this offense going forward. I know this offense, my brothers, has not played well. I get that, and I understand it. But losing Hollywood Brown and Justin Pugh is not going to make them play better. (laughs) You don't get better when you lose those two guys. 
No. Justin Pugh is one of these guys on the offensive line where um, he's just such a technician. He truly is. He's a pro's pro. He's a guy who's been around. He's seen it all. He's he's one of these guys that doesn't get phased by anything. He's super, super smart and helps Rodney Hudson as well, or any center for that matter, make a lot of the line calls that are up there. You, you don't get better when you lose Justin Pugh. And then Utah about Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown was worth the first round pick the Arizona Cardinals and Steve Kime gave up. And if, in fact, you're not willing to admit that, you're just blind. That's that's all I can say. You are. And it's okay. Maybe you're just blinded by your own hate, whatever it may be. But I will tell you right now, he was worth a first round pick. And he was posting numbers to that end. And for him to go out, that's... That's a that stinks. He was on pace for 121 catches. Ooh, I'm doing the math on the fly here, but up around like 1,300 yards, uh, right around eight or nine touchdowns. Those that's if you can give me 121 catches and 1,300 yards, yeah, that's a really it's a really great good year, year right there, man. That's and Pro Bowl stuff. And the frustration to me, aside from the fact that this team is not going in the right direction right now at all. The frustration for me just on a watching football level, Wolf, is I wanted to see what Hollywood Brown would do with DeAndre Hopkins in the lineup. I know so many people are like, oh, when they get Hopkins back, everything will be fine. I don't believe that. But things will be better with Hopkins back. (laughs) And I wanted to see what Hollywood Brown would do. And I kind of wanted to see what Hopkins would do with Hollywood Brown on the field. And now we just don't even get that. I know. And, you know, honestly, I wanted to see it because of the dynamic of Hollywood Brown over the top. How how many times have you heard me say this, Basin Onions? Over the top. And then you had the grandmaster guru, Sensei, running short and intermediate routes, that being DeAndre Hopkins underneath. Man, that was going to be awesome to see that. That was going to be fantastic. What are the odds that on the week DeAndre Hopkins is coming off his suspension? Hollywood Brown. I know, just give us one game. One game, man. One game to see that combination and what that could have done right there. Um, It just stinks, and now all of a sudden, it's not a situation where we're going to see that, and now it's going to be D-hop all over again. But I will say, Robbie Anderson going out and getting him, this is going to help tremendously. That, to me, is a move where the front office looks around and they say, boy, we're 2-4, and and everybody's really down on this team. And I would say rightfully so. But you're only a game out of first in the division. Now, I'm not saying that to be like, hey, everything will be fine. I'm saying that that's why you go out and make this trade for Robbie Anderson. Because as bad as everything looks right now, you're a game out of first place in the division. So you're still going all in on this year. The compensation for the pick was a sixth and a seventh. Um, yeah. Now, with all due respect to Robbie Anderson, right now it feels like it was a sixth and seventh Hollywood Brown and Justin Pugh just because of the way we've gotten the news today. <laughs> but that's not what it is. It's just a sixth and a seventh. Yeah, you know, and again, this is something that the Cardinals need. They need this kind of explosiveness. And Robbie Anderson has that. He's a guy that can run a sub 4-4. Four, four. He's 6'3", by the way, a guy you can throw it up to, and that's something we know Kyler Murray likes to do. This this offense has just underachieved to a level right now that is so disappointing. They have way too much talent to play as poorly as they have. 
And just because I've said this earlier, I, I believe right now because of how talented they are, that they are. They're playing the worst offensive football, I think, in the NFL. Because of all the talent they have and to underachieve at the level they are, Basinonians, it just, it, it's maddening. It really is. Statistically, let me just say this, they're a long way from being the worst offense in the league. A long way. But when you look at the players they have and the talent those, those players have... They're underachieving at a level that's beyond discipline. Well, and I, I would even add to that, and I know this doesn't show up in the stats, but it's it's not. Yes, they have these players that should be better than this because they have been within the last year, and and yes, they are greatly underachieving. But Wolf, the other thing I would add to that is this team is two and four right now. If the offense was doing anything, they'd probably be four and two or five and one. So I know that doesn't count as a stat. But just watching the games, it's like, well, the offense doesn't look right. And then you take a step back and you're like, oh, if they could have just scored like three touchdowns, they would have won the game. You just score three touchdowns in the NFL. Like this team was putting up 31 points a game for yes. most of last year until the final month and a half. I don't know. I just add that in there because it makes it that much worse. This is A.J. Green after the game saying that they're just not translating plays from practice into games very well. Yeah, we're just not doing a little thing. We have all the weapons. We're all the talent. Uh, we're just not doing the little things right now. So. Cliff Kingsbury after the game, and we're going to talk to Cliff here in about an hour and 20 minutes. He talked about the uh, lack of first downs after that opening drive. I think you got to give them credit. Um, they were definitely playing hard, high effort. Um, but I think between you know not having the right calls and then just not executing as well as we can, we, we uh, didn't play to, to how good we think we can be. And, and so it's kind of, like I said, it's kind of been the theme of the season so far on offense. Yeah, it has been the theme of the season so far on offense. And this is only a snapshot. Yesterday was only a snapshot of the season. And I realize that. You can go big picture, and and Cliff just did right there, and rightfully so. But my expectation is they're going to get a lot better, Luke. They're going to get better. But I believe in order to get better, you need to acknowledge what confronts you. Anyone listening right now, you know you're nodding your head. You get that and understand that. If you're going to get better at something, you need to acknowledge what it is that confronts you, what the obstacle is. And what confronts this team is an offense that has scored three points against a team that was giving up almost 31 a game. They scored three points offensively. Against a team that's giving up 31 a game. Man, if that's not futility. I don't know what is. I guess the bright side is they're not giving up 31 a game anymore, so it doesn't look quite as bad after what happened yesterday. Text us your thoughts to the Findle text line at 620-620 right now. We come back. What does Darren Urban think has been the biggest problem for the Cardinals so far this season? And you know what, Wolf? Let's let's uh, let's make Darren Urban give us solutions on the air. You want okay, to do that? That's that seems great. reasonable. Yeah. We're going to ask the senior writer for azcardinals.com next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Back here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center, Darren Urban joining us right now. Of course, the senior writer for azcardinals.com. Darren, what's going on, man? 
uh, hopefully everybody's going to continue to listen. I know people would rather are, are waiting for that hour from now or whatever when Cliff comes in here. He's probably got more answers than I do. Yeah, Cliff will be in here in an hour and 15 minutes. We'll see. We'll see what, uh, what answers he has. Uh, I want to start with the news, actually, of today, and we can work backwards to yesterday's game. Um, it sounds like they've lost Hollywood Brown for the year. It sounds like they've lost Justin Pugh for the year. Those were two guys I look at. Not much is going right on this offense. I thought those are two guys where things were going right with this offense. I, I would tend to agree. I, I do think that I, I, I would be I'm more concerned about, not more concerned, but I, I still want to see about the Hollywood Brown thing. I mean, he, he told us yesterday that his x-rays were negative, so I, I'm still waiting. I mean, I mean, I have no doubt that he's going to miss some significant time, whether it's the whole year or not, I don't know. Um, the Pew thing looked pretty. I mean, he was in this brace and after after the game. So, and he also when he went down on the field, he took his helmet off right away. And usually, yeah. if a guy takes his helmet off right away, right after he goes down, that's usually not a good sign. So, we're gonna we're gonna see what happens. Uh, but they got to figure it out. They got a lot of games left in the schedule. So whether they have those guys or not, they've still got to play the games. So, Derb, I, I just want to be clear on this. Uh, I, are you saying there's still a shot that Hollywood Brown well, I, 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 might I, play? I don't know. And if you actually, it was Adam Schefter who reported that he could be out for the year, but that's yeah. what he said. He said right, could. Right. He said potentially, yeah. So okay, I don't, okay, I, I'm, okay. I'm hesitant to sit here and say he's gone for the year. Okay. That's that's all I'm saying. I, I Am I going to be surprised if he is? No, but I'm not, until I hear something more concrete. Okay. Adam Schefter saying potentially, then I'm going to wait on that. Okay, when you think of what you saw yesterday, mm-hmm. wh- where does your mind go? Because you could go in a lot of different yeah. directions. I mean, my mind goes that, and you and I have talked about this, Wolf, I'm, I'm stunned that they couldn't score touchdowns yesterday. I'm stunned yeah. that this team couldn't score touchdowns a lot of the time this year anyways, but certainly yesterday against the Seattle defense that had struggled so mightily, the fact that you know, I, I go back to uh, you know they were sitting there second and one at uh, on the one yard line. Uh, you know, on that first drive, and I thought for sure they were going in for the touchdown. Everything there was that rhythm they were talking about. Kyler broke off a run. Eno looked pretty good, and they couldn't get it in the end zone. And that's and, and that's unfortunate. And then you mix in the fact that they were going for it on fourth downs and choosing not to kick field goals. You know, it's it's tough to get that rhythm mm-hmm. when you're not getting points. And it, I would think that, and you played Wolf, so you would know better than me, but I would think that no matter what players want to say, there is a snowball effect. And eventually it starts getting in your head like we're not going to be able to do this, whether that's consciously or subconsciously. Darren Urban's joining us right now. Darren, this is the week that it was supposed to be you know, celebration. DeAndre Hopkins is coming back, and I don't doubt that the guy's going to make a difference, but it, he's not hes not rejoining the team that we saw coming out of training camp. He's rejoining a yeah. very beat-up team and maybe even a little emotionally beat up after these uh, these last two games for different reasons. They, they felt like they had a chance, and they did, to beat the only undefeated team of football last week, and then yesterday was just, was just bad. Uh, how much of a difference, how quickly do you expect him to make a difference? Let's put it that way. Uh, that's an excellent question. They're not going to be able to practice for real this week because it's a short week. I know he's been trying to keep in shape, but the, you just you don't figure he's going to drop in after not playing football for six weeks and make this amazing uh, impact. You wouldn't think. Now, the Saints are going to be without Marshawn Lattimore uh, among many guys, and that's the other thing we start talking about these injuries. The Saints are going to be missing a ton of guys, too, so I don't know what this Thursday night game is going to really look like. But um, when it comes to D-Hop, 
they, they're, they're going to have to integrate them fast. But again, one of the reasons you traded for Hollywood Brown was so that you had another guy out there to take some of the pressure off of Hopkins or at least some of the coverage or make a team pay if they did put all their... And, and now you don't have that. I know they traded for Robbie Anderson, but he's not going to know anything, and he's not going to be able to go through a full-scale practice because, again, there is no practice this week. So um, I don't know how much DeAndre Hopkins is going to be able to give you right out of the box, but, but clearly they need something. Give me a positive. Give me one. How about this? I'll, I'll I mean, the you. negativity right now, yeah. honestly, my brow was beaten, yeah. beaten down. Give me a positive. Well, I mean, I loved what the defense has done the last month, and and I loved what it did yesterday. And they released Devon Kennard in part so they could give some of these young edge rushers some playing time. And MyJ Sanders only played eight snaps, and Cameron Thomas only played nine snaps, but they each got a sack. Zayvon Collins all of a sudden is starting to look like a solid linebacker. Marcus Golden got off the snide yesterday, and this was against an offense that had been putting up a lot of points and yards and they didn't get it and um, I don't know what Vance Joseph is doing against some of these top receivers and I know it's not resulting in wins I get that Uh, but Cooper Cup didn't do anything against this team Devontae Adams didn't do anything against this team DJ Moore AJ Brown really didn't and DK Metcalf and and Tyler Lockett didn't either Byron Murphy so I, I, I if you're looking for positives, I think that's really good, and I and that's the, another frustrating thing because I think defensively they're playing good enough to be winning some games here. The other positive we're talking to Darren Urban. Um, it doesn't feel like this right now at two and four, and, and two and four even feels worse than two and four. They're a game out of first place in this division. As, as weird as that sounds, right? The now, NFC but, is not good. No, Luke. it's it is not. I mean, that's that's the thing. If if they could somehow, and again, I'm not saying they're going to because I, I trust me, I get a lot of fan interaction over oh, social them. media and everything. I see the ones you get, and and the ones that tend to interact are the angriest, and I get all that. Um, but the reality is, if you if you can find some kind of semblance of an offense, you are going to be in this. Now, does that mean they're going to be favorites to win a Super Bowl if they if they get into a certain place? Probably not. But you know, the NFC is struggling. There's there's no really good teams, um, and there is still time to to make some things happen. But it's got to start sooner rather than later. And you're you're playing at home where you've struggled mightily, and and I think they really need a win on a short week against as beat up as they are a beat-up Saints team. Dur, where do you start when you talk about Kyler Murray and the season he's having right now? Oh, um, I, I think... I think up until Sunday, the stats didn't show that he had had some good moments. I mean, like the Raiders game is a great example. I thought he played fantastic in that game, and his stats were okay. Yeah. Um, yesterday was not good. He's He missed some guys that he normally would hit. I, I, I think this of Kyler Murray... He got his contract. He's going to be your quarterback. And, yeah. I, and I, to me, everybody has to get their head around that. You, it's, it's, he's going to have to get better. He's going to have to play work. better. But you, you're going to have to make it work. I don't need people tweeting at me that Cole McCoy should right. be in there. I don't need saying, hey. <laughs> Wait, are you getting you those should, tweets? Uh, I got a couple. Um, I, 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 I don't think people need to be saying, okay, what, what, maybe we should trade him. It's just he's going to be your quarterback, and I, I think that's what people need to think about. So the next step is can he make those steps forward? Can he start playing? And how much of that? Again, we don't know a lot of what's going on there. You know, How much of it is the wide receivers being in and out? How much of it is the offensive line being in and out? I don't know. But I know I've seen him play much better than this, and I've seen his offense play much better than this, and it wasn't that long ago. With the same, the whole 
combination. Cliff was calling plays, mm-hmm. and this was your quarterback, and these were most of your players. I'm like, I don't understand how it could have gotten sideways at this point. Darren, we appreciate the time as always, man. Thanks, Thank you. Thanks for having me. That's Darren Urban joining us right there, not on the Arizona Sports Line. He's right here sitting next to us. Uh, we come back. Cardinals defense, if you're talking about bright spots, they have been a bright spot. What does that potentially mean for this team going forward? So we'll get into that next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. The primetime giveaway from Arizona Sports. All right, Wolf, this has been a frustrating day, so let's just start giving things away. You want to do that? This sounds good. Let's just give away a bunch of stuff that isn't ours. It is uh, time for our primetime giveaway qualifier, and that qualifier is Sean Gillo from Peoria. You have 10 minutes to call 602-260-9870 to get your tickets to the Suns home opener on Wednesday and tickets to Thursday Night Football on Thursday. If Sean doesn't call within 10 minutes, we're going to open the phone lines to somebody else. If you didn't hear your name, you can still win by texting PRIMETIME to 620-620. Listen for your name during Burns and Gambo today. Once again, Sean Gillow, you have 10 minutes to call 602-260-9870. Sean Gillow. I like this uh, this promotion. You're getting tickets to both games. You're in the the drawing for uh, a Devin Booker or DeAndre Hopkins yeah. jersey. Yeah, right. Not bad. How at was all. that spelled, by the way? I well, I told you when I picked up yeah, the paper, I right? thought it said Sean Aguano. <laughs> okay, one. I was like, all right, everything's coming up. <laughs> Sean, Sean Aguano. <laughs> Sean Gillo, uh, G I L L O W. Okay, no oh. chance. It's Gillo. I don't. I don't. Maybe. I don't <laughs> oh, know. No. Okay. No. no. I, I don't think That's so. Fine. Okay. Uh, there was. No, I, don't, I don't want to freak you out. Well, okay. now I don't know. But, Sean, <laughs> you, you know. And when you call in, go ahead and tell our, our fine staff that's answering the phones. And uh, and we'll give you things because that's what we're going to do here. There you go, Sean. This is really going to be my stance Help from yourself now on. Out, man. Until the Cardinals start winning, we're going to start giving things away. Uh, all right. The defense. Wolf, you talked uh, when Darren Urban was just in here last segment. You said, uh, Derb, give us something positive. Yeah, how about a positive? Well, the positive is definitely... It's definitely the defense right now. And, you know, the defense is not a positive just in the sense of, well, hey, it's better than the offense. This is about the only thing I took exception to anybody saying on Twitter yesterday was when they started blaming the defense. Oh, the defense let them march down the field and score there. Yeah. Yeah, one touchdown. Like, what is the defense supposed to do? Even if this defense was supposed to be... I don't know, the Rams or whoever was supposed to have the best defense, Tampa, Baltimore at the start of the year. You give up 19 points, that's fine. That's that's good for one of the best defenses. And uh, and the Cardinals have been overachieving since halftime of Week 2 on the defensive side of the football. But now, you know, it's been four and a half weeks. I kind of start, I'm starting to expect it at this point. No, I know I'm with you on that one. I really am. It's so funny. You you characterized it beautifully in the first hour of this broadcast too. You said something. It was bitterly disappointing. The offense watching them, bitterly disappointing, and yet the defense watching the defense really surprising. How good they're playing right now. And Vance Joseph has got these guys balling out, man. They are playing so well. And some of these young guys that are coming along right now. Uh, listen, if you're an Arizona Cardinal fan um, and you're looking for a positive, you're looking for something um, bright and shiny that you can hold on to during these dark days that we're all in right now, 
Think of some of these young guys that are getting better and some of these young guys that have stepped up and have become super good. Uh, Byron Murphy right now is having a true shutdown type season as a corner. He's really, really playing well. Marco Wilson. Marco Wilson had a really nice play yesterday. Marco Wilson has stabilized a lot. Um, Zach Allen has played so well. Zayvon Collins, the arrow was pointing up on Zayvon Collins, and I loved it. Man, if you could have heard um, the conversation Paul Calvisi had with Zayvon Collins after this game. This This was a bitter loss for the Arizona Cardinals. It was, and then after this game, to hear Zayvon Collins so mature, so matter-of-fact, so on top of all of it, it's, um, it encouraged me. So again, I, when you talk about the defense, man, that's great. It's like talking if about two offense, different teams. Yes, the offense. if the offense can just come around and play anywhere close to its talent level, the Cardinals, you know... You're gonna win eight, nine games just doing that. Well, that's it's like it's it's encouraging for the future because, like you just said, it's a it's a lot of young players on this defense. You have Zayvon Collins getting his first career sack yesterday, and he gets the second one. You have MyJ Sanders getting his first sack. You have Cameron Thomas getting his first sack. It's encouraging in the sense that the defense should be getting better. We all thought the defense was going to get better over the course of the year. I just didn't think it was going to be this good this soon. So now you have that. It is, it, it's, it's always fun when you're an NFL team in town when the defense is kind of like almost a no-name defense nationally. Yeah. I know they got J.J. Watt and Buda Baker, but and just in general, most people nationally don't know anybody else on this defense, and yet they every time they play the Cardinals, it's like, oh, we could only score 19, 20 points, even in Philadelphia. We could only score 20 points. Philly, who scores a ton of points on everybody. But it also adds to the frustration, Wolf, because of what you just said. If the offense was doing anything, they'd be in first place in this division right now. Yeah, that's It, it almost, yes. in a weird way, is highlighting how bad the offense has been. And no doubt about it, Luke. And here, here is the problem. When you talk about Hollywood Brown not having Hollywood Brown, I know you're getting D-Hop back. And that is a big, big deal. There's no denying it. But not having Hollywood Brown and losing Justin Pugh, if in fact that is the case, that Hollywood Brown is in fact gone for the season. And Justin Pugh is gone for the season. Again, we haven't gotten confirmation on that yet, but it looks that way. The Hollywood one, the the, the specific tweet said potentially done for the year. Pugh, it sounds, I mean, I'm going through Tweets. Yes. The exact the exact wording from Schefter was Hollywood Brown suffered a potentially season ending foot injury Sunday per sources. He is undergoing further testing today to determine the extent of the injury. Right. And then for uh for Pew, it was Ian Rappaport who said the Cardinals likely lost their starting left guard. Sources say the fear is that Justin Pugh suffered a season ending knee injury. He'll have additional tests to confirm. So right now it's just very, very difficult for me because now you have to start projecting, okay. Robbie Anderson. You got Robbie Anderson. You made that trade. That is an attempt to stay relevant offensively. That, I mean, this is the thing about it. They took a major hit in their personnel and their talent offensively with those two guys and whether or not those two guys are going to be done for the season. One thing we do know, they're not playing this week, right? No. We know that much. So this offense did not get better. Even with the acquisition of Robbie Anderson, it did not get better. 
How much is this going to impact this offense going forward? At what point in time? I I thought this offense was going to be one of the best in the National Football League, bar none. As a matter of fact, I believe my quote was Super Bowl caliber. Offense. You weren't saying the team was Super Bowl caliber. No, no. The offense was Super Bowl caliber, and I since have begged your forgiveness. (laughs) Well... I don't think anybody thought the offense was going to be as bad as it is. That's why the Cardinals are in the position that they are in. And um, bringing it back to the defense for a second, Chris Banjo, who made a key play in this game. The highlight of this game, Wolf, and I can I can tell you, when this when it was still nine to three, when it was still a one score game, yeah. I kept thinking, okay. The Seahawks don't have a defense. The Cardinals are going to put together one drive. These games are always weird with Seattle. They're going to end up winning like 12 to 10 or whatever. They'll get better in the second half. Yeah, which they had been doing. That was the yes. one thing this offense has yes. been better in the fourth quarter until yesterday. I was sure of it until yesterday. The second half happened yesterday, and I don't even know what drive it was, but it was just like they're not going to score again. So whatever they're, they're finished with here, they're not going to score again, and then it hit an all-time low when Hollywood Brown got hurt. But uh, but the, the one high point or the one glimmer of hope you had in the game yesterday was the defense essentially leading to a special teams defensively uh, scoring a touchdown. This is Chris Banjo and how that punt fumble touchdown came together. We noticed last week that you know the punter can get a little frantic back there um, and the play we had dialed up we definitely knew we were going to have an opportunity to create some type of pressure and Zeke is not new to that at all. I mean, as, I mean I'm sure you guys know. So um, again we were fortunate enough to make a play as a group as a unit. Um, hopefully we continue to do so. That was so Jeff Rogers. I'm just saying right now, that was so Jeff Rogers right there, man. Honestly, last week against the Philadelphia Eagles, they thought they had the chance of possibly getting one, and um, there's no doubt about it. You even heard right there, you heard him talking about the fact that it was last week, and now they got it. They orchestrated that punt block beautifully to a point where, once again, they didn't have to block it. <laughs> they just went they ahead just took it. just took the ball out of his hands, which was a great thought and a great play. Just smacked it out, stripped it, pick it up, touchdown. Incredible play. Great special teams play. I'll give you a little bit of reprieve here, too. Yes, you did say you thought this uh, offense would be Super Bowl caliber, and it certainly is not. No. But uh, but you have been asking questions about this offense, like questioning elements of this offense, not just being like, oh, this offense is terrible, everybody has to go, but actually like questioning how it should be better for two years now. So I will give you that, at least. And we'll, we'll, we'll trade off. Uh, all right, coming up next, we're going to continue to react to the Cardinals' loss to the Seahawks. We'll be joined by Gambo for some Big Red Cross talk next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.